Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer Radio Show, brought to you by Kalmbach Foods. My name is Andy Schneider, but most know me as the Chicken Whisperer, author of the Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, author of Chicken Factor, Chicken Poop, and editor-in-chief of Chicken Whisperer Magazine, and national spokesperson for the USDA Biosecurity for Birds program, because chickens are awesome. So, hey, guys, thanks for tuning in today. Um, we've got a great show lined up for you. We've got uh, poultry scientist, Dr. Bridget McRae. She's going to be here talking about parts of an egg, all the different parts of an egg and what they mean to you. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a uh, awesome show today. So get those, uh, when we go to our first commercial break here, get that pen and paper out. You're going to want to take some notes. You should have that Chicken Whisperer Spiral Notebook, our longtime listeners. Uh, we're probably in our ninth year of broadcasting, maybe our tenth year now. Um, I think the ninth. And so uh, over 1,100 episodes, and that's a lot of spiral notebooks that I know longtime listeners um, have collected over the years from our team of experts that come on the show. Um, so let me just send a shout-out. School's back in session. So I need to shout-out to um, all the homeschoolers that listen to this show to uh, and actually incorporate the show into their curriculum, part of their science curriculum. And so uh, thanks for tuning in, all the 4-Hers and the FFA members that tune in now. The school's kind of back in session. We thank you for tuning in. All of the over-the-road truck drivers, you know, you wouldn't think, but I, I occasionally get an email from somebody over the road driving their truck. They download the episode, the podcast, and listen to it at all hours of the day. When they're on the road, maybe they got chickens back at home. And um, so we thank you for tuning in today. All the feed and seed stores that stream this radio show live for their customers during this hour. We thank you very much for um, tuning in and allowing us to come into your stores so others can listen and learn as well. So, uh, yes, we do have an absolutely awesome show for you today. We'll get to right after the short break. A little bit of host chat here. I just went over to Amazon.com, and I'm checking something out here. Um, our chicken poop, and I think the book, actually both books now, are available on Amazon. One, of course, is pre-order. see if this is going to work here. <clears throat> yep, there it is. Chicken fact or chicken poop, the chicken whiskers you need to know to keep your flock healthy and happy. It has a release date of December 19th, 2017. I'm guessing, yes, you can pre-order this item. It is uh, $19.99, and there's a pre-order price guarantee. So if the price drops, you will get it at that price. So how cool is that? Fact, our chicken poop. And as well, uh, the revised edition, Chicken Whisper. Give you some information on that. <clears throat> the Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens Revised. Everything you need to know and did not know you needed to know about backyard and urban chickens. And uh, that's been out for about three weeks. Not even quite three weeks. And that is the Expanded and Revised Edition. You can pick that up. It's normally $19.99. They have it on Prime. There's only one left in stock. It shows here, so that's that's encouraging. 
but um, twelve dollars and ninety-seven cents. That's a good deal. Normally, uh, it's nineteen ninety-nine cover, and then normally Amazon has it for in the fourteen dollar range. And Lowe's, who buys a boatload of my books, thank you, Lowe's. They, um, I think they sell it for a little bit less, uh, maybe seventeen something, versus nineteen ninety-nine. So if you gotta have it today, go check um, your um, Lowe's. And I think Home Depot, Tractor Supply carries it. Um, yep, a bunch of them. So let me see what else we got here, Chicken Whisper related. But yeah, that's on Amazon, and of course you can um, visit your favorite book seller, retail bookseller, and purchase the books. I'm sure if they don't have it, just ask for it, um, or you can go to Amazon and order it there. Both of them are there and available. So um, awesome. How cool is that? i got to go to a commercial break, it says here. So I'm going to do that real quick. Get that pen and paper ready, because when we come back, we will welcome a poultry scientist, Dr. McRae. She's going to be talking about parts of an egg. And um, one of the most awesome egg people I've ever met was actually at Cooptastic. Brilliant um, man, according to me. And um, Zimmerman, I think, was his name. And uh, just he was an egg scientist. That was it. Not nutrition, not chickens, not eggs. I think I'm going to go to school for 19 years to learn about eggs. So uh, maybe we can uh, get an update. Maybe um, Dr. McCray knows what he had. He may have retired. So um, we're going to go to commercial break. We'll be back. We'll be talking all about the incredible edible egg. Did I say that? That trademark? Well, we just said it today. Maybe the egg, National Egg Council get on to me, but uh, they're friends of mine, so I'm uh, spreading the chicken love. Uh, we'll be back right after this break. Please stay with us. The Yard Bird Chicken Plucker takes the hassle out of backyard chicken processing by fully defeathering birds in less than 15 seconds. The compact size makes it easy to transport and easy to store. The one and a half horsepower motor and 20-inch stainless steel tub can handle two eight-pound birds at the same time. There are no belts or pulleys to wear out and no adjustments necessary, which makes it virtually maintenance-free. For more information about how you can own this must-have chicken processing product, visit YardBirdChickenPluckers.com today. That's YardBirdChickenPluckers.com. Do you provide a heat source for your backyard chickens in the winter? In most cases, it's not necessary. But if you choose to provide a heat source for your backyard chickens, it's imperative to use a safe and effective heat source, and the only one I recommend is the Sweeter Heater. The Sweeter Heater is a safe, completely sealed, washable, non-breakable, energy-efficient, long-lasting and reliable specific area heater that comes with a three-year warranty. Ditch the dangerous heat lamp this season and invest in the only heater I recommend, the Sweeter Heater. Purchase the Sweeter Heater online at SweeterHeater.com. That's SweeterHeater.com. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg's family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for both the beginner and experienced poultry keeper. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it's time to order your new day-old baby chicks and poultry supplies. Order online today at StrombergsChickens.com. That's StrombergsChickens.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFradio.com. That's GQFradio.com. Want to protect your hens from the damage caused by an overly affectionate rooster? Nothing protects hens better than the Hen Saver Hen Apron. 
Hen Saver Hen Aprons come in several different sizes to fit both bantam and large fowl hens. They also come in several different styles and colors. Give your hens the protection they deserve by purchasing Hen Saver Hen Aprons today. 100% of all proceeds goes to provide care to rescued animals at Crazy K Farm in Hempstead, Texas. Purchase your Hen Saver Hen Aprons at hensaver.com. That's hensaver.com. And as always, this show is brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. At Kalmbach Feeds, our layer pellets and crumbles are all natural, antibiotic-free with no animal byproducts. Formulated just for laying hens, our feed is fortified with essential amino acids and calcium to ensure maximum production of nutritious, tasty, strong-shelled eggs. From our family to yours, feed your hens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome, goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Find a dealer at KalmbachFeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H, Feeds.com. Or order your layer pellets and crumples today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of The Chicken Whisperer. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with The Chicken Whisperer. All righty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Kalmbach Beads. It is now time to uh, head over to the phone lines. We are going to bring on the one and the only. Yep, you guessed it. <laughs> Dr. McRae. <laughs> Clever fellow, oh, aren't you? <laughs> I do my best. Do my best. So how are you doing and welcome to the show. Oh well, I have lost my phone today. So I'm calling you from another phone. <laughs> I'm glad you recognized the phone number. <laughs> Oh, don't ever lose your phone, folks. I I think it's at home or at the rent-a-car place, so (laughs) such will be my app down (laughs) my phone. Oh, Oh, well, hey, I heard the good news about the the book um, coming out, those dates. Yay! Yeah, the the revision revision you and I worked on, that is already out and available, and then the, uh, unless it changes, uh, I think December 19th, so... Maybe in time to get the book in your possession before those, you know, stocking stuffers or uh, you know, yeah. a Christmas gift for that chicken lover or in I your life. Wait a bunch of years like I did last time. <laughs> that was a, that was a <laughs> exactly. terrible daughter. Terrible daughter. <laughs> With your mom, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, she kept saying, am I ever going to get a copy? I'm like, yeah, oh, I keep forgetting. Oh, wait, yeah, oh, yeah, I know, I know. However, <laughs> this time maybe I'll do a better job. <laughs> so, hey, Andy, how's your day going? Um, So far, so good. We've finally got some, well, all weather's nice when you wake up, right? But, um, yeah, not. we need a little bit of rain. But two weeks ago, we were covered up with Hawaii, or maybe about a month ago, we were had a little rainy spell. But it's it's a beautiful week. I, I woke up, um, I think it was Monday morning, we were out early. It was 59 degrees this past Monday morning. Oh, I know. And, uh, and, and the, the, the kids and mom were out, and they were like, it's chilly, kind of shivering. I'm like, <laughs> no, it's not. It's just like the first cold spell, or you know, the, of the season, or the first cool spell, I should say. And it just feels Andy, 59. August? Come on, in August, cold spell. It, are those two <clears throat> words actually allowed to be spoken in the? I know, it's crazy. 59. Have you violated know, some 50, laws? <laughs> I probably am. Fifty-nine degrees though. They were they were shivering and like, oh my gosh. I'm like, no, no, no. Shivering. Just wait till December. You'll wish it was fifty-nine <laughs> once December and January get here. So, <laughs> oh my goodness, that's that's just how we are. <clears throat> but um, yeah, we're doing great. We have listeners that we're talking about parts of an egg, and and, and I know you're oh, not yeah. there anymore. And and do you know um what I think you maybe at one point told me he retired. He had some maybe health issues, Doctor Zimmerman. Oh, yeah. Dr. Zimmerman hasn't been feeling well. He 
he had to have some surgery, and he his he's getting a little older, so his recovery was taking a lot longer. But he ended up retiring um, about September of okay. last year. So he is retired yeah. officially. And okay. if they haven't started, then they will start soon seeking his replacement at uh, University okay. of Maryland because he taught and he did extension. So oh, cool. um, that that combination is a tough combination in the in the uh, university world because essentially extension is a full time job, teaching is a full time job. But when you split that, someone's got two jobs they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Some people make it work, but there's usually, you know, there's usually just a lot of pressure to get, you know, to, to be in two places at once, it seems like, especially in a, in a state the size of Maryland. Um, but I, I think, I don't know, but I think he might have been considering moving back to Wisconsin. So if there's any Wisconsin listeners, um, Wisconsinites, if if Dr. Zimmerman is in your neck of the woods. He's a great person to talk to about chickens and eggs. <laughs> and <laughs> and egg. he's actually done a great deal of research with turkeys, too. And that's turkey country up there. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, that, I just remember him. He made a very a big impression on me when we were talking and when I met him at Cooptastic. So that was uh, that was pretty cool. I'd like to cross paths with him again one day as a uh, Seem very, very, very knowledgeable. So that that was pretty cool. But and a good segue there because he was all about eggs and uh, talking about parts of an egg today. Hopefully everybody's got their yeah. chicken whisper note, notebooks out, talking about you know parts of an egg from the shell to and I always pronounce these wrong. The uh, shellaza, shellaza, and uh, yeah, uh, white yolk, white yolk, yellow yolk. Uh, what else have we got in there? The the um, blastoderm, right off the top of my head, right? Exactly. The albumin, and um, of course the egg. The egg, outer part. Egg, What's um, the outer part? The shell. The shell. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which, which, well, I, I gotta say this. I have to go. I have to do this. My little rant because everybody, you know, out there in the blog world. The shell, then on not really the outside of the shell, the bloom, and and just everybody thinks that the bloom is the most amazing thing on the planet. And because the egg has the bloom, absolutely nothing is going to get nothing at all. I mean, Superman should have a bloom all over his body because it is just, (laughs) but but it's not. But but it is not. That's the people think that, and I'm, I'm I have to tell them I'm like, while it is a very awesome thing, it is not. Perfect. Things can still get in. It still can be um, um, uh, compromised, and they just think they always go to that. It's just because I get from the blog. Oh, the blooms, the bloom, the bloom, the bloom, the bloom. So it's perfect, 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 perfect. No salmonella, no salmonella, no nothing, 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 because the bloom. And they just um, that that's kind of become a pet peeve of mine over the years. That and sometimes people will even say, Andy, that you know, oh well, they don't they don't wash it off in Europe. Do you think Europe's <laughs> right, right. problem-free with their eggs? Because I'm here to tell you, they're not. <laughs> I mean, they still, yep. they're re-facing the problems that went away years ago with the, um, you know, when they started to suspend certain practices, a lot of the problems came back. And, you know, so they have to, they're reinventing the wheels in some cases. And other times, yeah, they're being really innovative. Um, but, okay, let's talk about the parts of an egg. Let me make something clear. If you choose to follow a degree in poultry science, more than likely one or part of one of your classes will be focused just on the egg. And you can expect to kind of delve into part of the production side, but also the science of the egg itself. And so this could be, you know, you know, three hours every week, <laughs> a semester or quarter-long class just on the egg. Um, so, you know, depending on where you live, check it out. Maybe you'd like to plunk down the money and take part in one of these classes. And they can be rather fun, some of those labs, if it's a lab class, that is. Not all of them have labs. I'll, I'll just make that clear. 
But uh, I remember taking a, a class, and, and we learned about the entire poultry industry from stem to stern, and we talked about the egg itself. And was taught by someone on the West Coast at UC Davis who is long since retired, Ralph Ernst, and that was a really awesome class. Um, he was a very soft-spoken fellow, and I, I told him he couldn't retire, but he did anyhow, and so I think the world's just a little bit poorer for it. But, um, you know, if, if, you've, if you're you in Wisconsin or Minnesota, Michigan, Ohio, Illinois, Indiana, Pennsylvania, on down to say, uh, well, there's nobody at Maryland right now. Um, maybe in Connecticut, Dr. Derry's at UConn. Uh, consider the Carolinas, um, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, all those schools, we know they have um, poultry programs and um, they teach these classes. So, you know, if you're in those particular areas, check it out. See what it would entail. But let's delve into the plus of an egg because not everybody's going to go to school for eggs. All right. In other of our long discussions, I talked about how an egg is formed but we don't delve into the specific ingredients so much. Uh, however, you know, there are lots of components that, you know, go into the nutrients of an egg and make it what it is, such a perfect protein. Um, you know, there's vitamins, vitamin A, thiamine, which is vitamin B1, riboflavin, calcium, minerals. So there's vitamins and minerals, iron, vitamin D, E, E is an elephant, that is, D is in dog, B6, folic acid, B12, sodium, potassium, phosphorus, magnesium, zinc, biotin, and panathenic acid. So it's got really significant amounts of these particular nutrients. So when we're teaching children about which foods are good ones to choose in your daily diet, eggs ranks pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we like, when you really want to delve down into something, <clears throat> uh, you can find that information in books like, say, Egg Production and Technology or Eggs, Egg Products and Technology, sorry. That's a really good book that's all about how eggs um, work as a science and and how to produce good-sized eggs and good-quality eggs. So if you want to know the percentage of any of those, that data is out there. It's available in the Egg Cyclopedia, which you can, you can peek at this information um, in the Avian Bowl Manual. Um, so the Egg Cyclopedia is an option. Uh, of course, there are researchers who have just focused on the air cell. Um, they want to know how air moves through those individual pores. And, and technically speaking, Andy, uh, the bloom is a protein. It's a glycoprotein. And it is added on right before the egg is laid. So after the pigment, after the shell goes on, um, it's one of the last things that is added. And it only partially blocks the pores we know that there's approximately 10,000 pores on an egg. And I pity the student who had to come up with that average because <laughs> it means that they were at the microscope for many, many months, I'm sure, counting pores. <laughs> and when you look at the pores, whether you're looking at it with a microscope or with magnifying glass or even with an scanning electron microscope, you're going to realize that those pores, they're not all the way closed. So things can get into the egg, bloom or not. And the bloom is a protein, and proteins break down. You better believe there's bacteria on the outside of that egg. And what is it munching on? It's It's munching on the bloom. And eventually, it's going to unblock some of those pores and head right on inside. Well, you know, it may not make it all the way through the pore to the interior of the egg. There are there are things that stop it. Of course, we've got the inner and the outer shell membranes. Those are physical barriers. 
And those shell membranes are just basically a lattice work. The outer shell membrane provides the lattice work upon which the shell is built. So you've got the mammary layer, mam- mammillary layer, <clears throat> which is laid down first, and then the conical layer or the columns that are built up from that, from which we get our shell. Interestingly enough, those of you who have Americanas, maybe you've noticed this, maybe you haven't, but have you ever cracked open the shell and kind of looked at the shell on cross-section to see how far down that color goes? One of the things that we found really interesting one one time when we were um, judging eggs is is how much that cyan or blue-green color goes all the way down. And so essentially the color is really embedded throughout the shell. If you look at a brown-shelled egg, it's more on the outside, not so much embedded throughout the the um, the shell as it's growing in size and and length. So if you look at the shell as a part of the egg entirely, depending on the, the bird itself, the age, uh, the size of the egg, it only accounts for about 9 or 9 to 12% of the total weight of the egg. Um, and calcium carbonate makes up the eggshell. We've talked about that. But that doesn't mean that there aren't other things in that eggshell. Magnesium carbonate, calcium phosphate, organic matter, protein is in the shell. Um, so you, know, you want to make sure you've got a good diet for your chicken so that those, you know, those, Shells are plenty strong. Um, so, you know, it's it's just a matter of of you can find that research that just focuses on eggshell pores. Someone's done that. Someone's published that work. If you want to just focus on the bloom, I think there's less research, and any research that's been done hasn't been done in a really long time. I think the latest research I saw something on the bloom was like the 1950s because, you know, there's there's really no reason to alter that. Um, it adds just a minuscule fraction of the percent of the weight of the egg. Uh, in the United States, most of it's washed off. Uh, it's not, you know, nobody intends to recover it in any way or use it in any way at this time. Who knows? Maybe maybe a listener out there has a good use for those glycoproteins, Randy. But it's maybe just so. maybe maybe some young person out there. Um, however, you know, it's the shell membranes are going to block any bacteria that try to get in, or at least most of the bacteria. Now, if you got a a bacteria that's really you know its resume is long and its skill set's pretty good and it gets past the inner and outer shell membranes. What's it going to face next? Well, it's going to face the albumin. Technically, albumin is a series of proteins and enzymes. And most of the time, as soon as a bacteria comes in contact with the, um, with the albumin, it kind of goes, oh, this is the wrong pH. I can't handle this. I'm just going to die. And, you know, it's when we cook eggs, you know, we know it's a, it's a solid and, and albumin is kind of a, a gelatinous, proteinaceous material. So really part of the job of the albumin is to protect the yolk and the yolk's uh, genetic material from whatever foreign invaders could make it through the shell. Now, if the bloom is so perfect and and keeps everything out, why do you think the albumin has that function? Well, it's a defense mechanism developed by the egg. Well, technically by the chicken, not so much the egg, which came first. <laughs> okay, so if you if you think about it that way, and there are enzymes in addition to the, the pH difference, um, that actually, like lysozyme, that most bacteria kind of encounter that and go, um, I give up, I'm going to die. 
And you know, for an for a bacteria to be found in the albumin, that is really unusual. And and especially Salmonella. Salmonella doesn't care for albumin. We know that Salmonella can be in the yolk. So clearly, there's you know components of the yolk that are um, quite quite compatible with. Salmonella hanging out doing its thing, really not the albumin. So, you know the shell membranes are there. Um, you can take, you can see them with the air cell. Um, have people done research on the shell membranes? Yes, you better believe it. Have they done research with um, the interface between the albumin and the shell membrane? Yes. <laughs> that's been done. Um, when you talk about the albumin, a lot of people have a great deal of reverence for the albumin. They may not be allowed to eat egg yolks. They may have to watch their cholesterol intake due to their personal genetics. Um, but egg whites are perfectly fine. So they can have all the angel food cake or egg white omelets that they would like. So when you look at the egg as a whole, the egg white comprises the majority of the material that constitutes the egg, 66% of the whole weight. Um, So um, half of the egg's total protein is found inside the albumin. You're going to find niacin, riboflavin, magnesium, potassium, sodium, but no fat, not unless you poke a hole in the egg yolk. The albumin is a fat-free zone. Um, If you were just to take a large egg and crack it open and separate the egg yolk from the egg white, you're going to have 17 calories in that large egg or albumin. Not bad. If you're, you're concerned about your calorie intake, you know, consider just separating out the egg yolks and what are you going to do with a, a dozen egg yolks? Well, put them, put them in a, um, an ice cube tray and freeze them. Pop them out and store them in a Ziploc bag in the freezer and, and they'll last for a little while. And when you get a recipe that needs or can accommodate additional egg yolks, you've got them on tap there in the freezer. Thaw them and use them. Um, albumin color doesn't look white until you cook or heat the egg. It's um, opalescent. It's clear. Um, Sometimes when you open up a really fresh egg and maybe you've cracked it into a bowl or onto a plate, I'm not sure why you crack it on a plate, but I, as a science scientist, have cracked it on (laughs) a plate many a time. Sometimes you get that um, cloudy look. That's because there's carbon dioxide inside the egg white. And as it escapes, as the egg gets older, um, the egg becomes more and more transparent. So a fresh egg is going to look cloudier than an older egg. However, there are other indicators like the albumin starts to spread out more as the egg ages and it doesn't hold itself up as much um, on a plate or in a petri dish. Often I'm cracking them out into petri dishes for competitions. Um, so there are four layers of the albumin, um, and they're, they alternate between thick and thin in consistency. So when you crack a really fresh egg into a frying pan, you're going to see this the egg white that stands up really tall next to egg yolk, and then the, the, um, the egg white in the thinner part is going to be around the thicker part. It's called the uh, thin albumin. So you've got thick albumin and thin albumin. The very first layer of albumin is called the chaliziferous white. Um, We call that the chalaza or the chalaza. Then you've got the inner thin, the outer thick, and the outer thin. So when you crack an egg open, you really notice the chalaze. A lot of people try to pick that out. They think it's an embryo. It's not. 
And they really definitely notice the uh, outer thick white. The inner thin and the outer thin, they kind of blend together, and we just call that the thin egg white. Um, you know, as an egg ages, those the, um, sometimes if you wait long enough, you won't even see an outer thick anymore. It's just going to look thin like the thin egg white. So here's a challenge. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> as as your eggs age in the fridge, you know, crack them out and photograph them every week and see how long it takes before you crack out an egg and you just don't see thick egg white anymore. Chances are that dozen eggs that you've hung on to for so long is also going to do a really good job of yielding you easy-to-peel eggs for hard cooking. You know, the proteins break down and they they don't want to hang on to that uh, inner inner shell membrane um, much anymore, and those eggs are really easy to peel. Um, when you are cooking, try to use, uh, if you need really good volume in whatever you're cooking, like say making angel food cake or um, a souffle, something like that, and you need rice, then you don't want to get any fat from the yolk in that albumin. And you're going to beat the egg and increase its volume. Do you know when you beat an egg white, you can re- increase the volume of what you're working with six to eight times? Depends on how strong your arm is and how fresh those eggs are. Um, you make it a meringue. You're going to do puffy omelets. Uh, sponge cakes even use um, pretty good arm strength for uh, beating some air in there. And the structure is pretty important in getting you uh, a dish that is going to impress all your friends and neighbors when you serve it to them this coming Memorial Day weekend at the end of August, beginning of September. You can take all those wonderful eggs from your, your chickens and impress them with your cooking skills and talk to them about that which is in their dishes. (laughs) excuse me Um, so avidin and biotin are two proteins that we talk about quite a bit in uh, eggs Um, sorry I'm getting a phone call if you hear beeping sorry about that I don't I don't hear anything no problem okay Um, but those are two um, proteins that um you know, they're inactivated by heat, but uh, avidin, you find it in egg white, about five one-hundredths of a percent, um, very small amounts. Uh, but it's one of those things that you might have heard the term before. One of the bi- B vitamins is biotin. And, um, you know, we use avidin and biotin in metabolizing certain foods, um, you know, fats, proteins, carbohydrates, um, you know, you can, you can use biotin to synthesize uh, or to get your cells to metabolize um, better. They do make a complex, um, the avidin biotin complex. Um, that would be a really cool report for a student, um, you know, extra credit project. You can talk about your chickens, eggs, and what avidin and biotin do together. Um, avidin uh, can combine with biotin, and basically, avidin is a little selfish. When it combines with biotin, it hangs on tight and says, Mine, you can't have the biotin. Um, You've got to eat a lot of eggs um, to get enough biotin that would be unencumbered by avidin. Um, but um, you know, if you, it's really a raw egg thing. When you cook the egg, the avidin is you know inactivated, and then ta-da, biotin is not inhibited. So, but who's going to eat that many raw eggs? <laughs> to get enough uh, biotin, just cook your eggs. Problem solved. <clears throat> um, 
Um, let's see. What else can we talk about? Um, let's see. How about, um, well, let's see. Unfortunately, I lost my place here. I thought it was. Um, let's talk okay. about the yolk. Can, no, go I'm ahead. Say real quick, and then um, and then we'll go to commercial break here in just a second, and then you can oh. gather your thoughts. Um, when we were out in Alabama, and you you know we cracked the egg on the plate, and you were measuring the height of the uh, the albumin, and and then you know, and then you had the oh, young yeah. lady, you know, pick up the egg right off the plate, and you were showing her the the thick part of the egg white and the thin part, and and all of that, and that, and she she really thought that was pretty fascinating i thought just from expression on her face the, you know well, just how cracking often do you an egg and she got permission to pick up an egg yolk <laughs> <laughs> yep well, i think there was even mention of her cracking one on her brother's head if i recall <laughs> um <laughs> and i wonder if that ever took oh, place golly. so it's it's all it's, hey it's all about science i wasn't playing around mom this is all about science <laughs> <laughs> hey, let oh, me go man. to a commercial break. I'll go to commercial break. You can gather your thoughts, and we'll come back and uh, and continue talking about eggs. So um, if you're just tuning in, uh, we're talking all about parts of an egg today with our good friend, Dr. McCray. And um, so get that pen and paper out. And if you happen to just tune in, oh, I miss Not a problem. About 30 minutes after the show ends, it is archived into a podcast that you will be able to listen to over and over again forever so uh how cool is that so uh, we'll go to commercial break but we'll be back don't go away we'll be back real shortly and you can uh, listen to more about and learn more about parts of an egg when you need an incubator think brincy the incubation specialists brincy has been a world-leading manufacturer of quality incubators for almost 40 years they manufacture incubators that hold anywhere from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity controls and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and receive 10% off your entire order. Order your new incubator today at Brincy.com. That's B-R-I-N-S-E-A.com. Cackle Hatchery is a third-generation, family-owned and operated hatchery. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, eggs, and pets. They specialize in hatching purebred poultry and shipping day-old chicks right to your local post office since 1936. 4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, CackleHatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. That's CackleHatchery.com. Come back, come back, From our family to yours, feed your chickens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Visit our website at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H-Feeds.com. Or order today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of The Chicken Whisperer. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com.
All righty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisper, brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. I want to talk about another product that uh, you may or may not be familiar with, and that is the Sweet PDZ Coop Refresher. Just some of the comments and reviews that you may see um, uh, regarding the Sweet PDZ. I built a coop. Uh, let's see, what is it we got? For everyone not using a poop board with Sweet PDZ, you should really try it. Um, you will be amazed about the amount of waste you save in the coop, and the coop will smell nice and fresh. And I used the granular form with the uh, little play sand mixed in, and it works great. Uh, gotta love uh, that. Lots of great comments and reviews over on their website. But hey, it works great and all coops and brooders. It's been keeping horse stalls ammonia-free and healthy for nearly 33 years. However, ammonia is ammonia regardless of the species producing it. Therefore, it will do the same great job in your chicken coops and houses. It safeguards flocks health by neutralizing and eliminating harmful levels of ammonia and odors, safe and effective moisture absorption. It's all natural, non-toxic, premium-grade zeolite mineral, contains no masking scents or chemical perfumes, and it's safe and beneficial. This is the best part, to dispose of and in your gardens. And we use that in, in for our compost bin. We actually put some in our compost bin, uh, but um, we used it in our uh, small coop, the little uh, coop that we had our um, uh, bantams in, and uh, ceramas and silkies, and then we used it in our bigger two, two bigger coops, and uh, it works fabulous. It is, it is really, really awesome. And you may be familiar with, you could buy like a 40-pound bag of the Sweet PDZ horse stall refresher. That's what we did. We bought that big 40-pound bag, and we literally, in our small coop that was about three by four uh, for our Saramas and Silkies, um, one of those styrofoam coffee cups, so I guess it's eight ounces that you'd see like at the office break room, sprinkled that into the uh, bedding in the uh, coop. Tremendous difference. Um, you got to try it. Hey, you know, you could try it for free and sign up for a contest we have on, going on right now in Chicken Whisperer Magazine. Just head on over there, chickenwhisperermagazine.com, and uh, click on the current summer issue. I think it's on the third or fourth page of the magazine. Flip through it on your computer, and you'll see the contest. You can enter that contest, and you'll get a year supply if you win the contest, a one-year supply of sweet PDC coop refresher to use in your backyard because, hey, and then once the year's over, then you'll be a customer for life because uh, the stuff is awesome. So check it out, Sweet PDZ Coop Refresher. Uh, gotta love it. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Dr. Bridget McCray, and we're talking about parts of an egg, and um, that's, a lot of people call it the perfect food, but we're just talking about different parts of an egg, and I think she was going to start talking a little bit about and a little bit more about the yolk. The yolk. Dr. McRae, welcome back. Thank you. Well, as you know, once you move towards the center of the egg, you have to start talking about the yolk. We know that there's no fat in the albumin, but most of the fat is contained in the yolk material. So what keeps that fat separated from the egg white? because the egg white is where most of the water is at, and, you know, fat and water don't mix. There's a membrane called the vitellin membrane. And if an egg is going to be fertilized, it's fertilized while it's still inside the hen's body before the first layer of albumin is put on in the isthmus. Um, so depending on, you know, the number of sperm and if that hen has been with the, the rooster, that vitellin membrane is huge. If you look at the actual surface area and the size of the germinal disc where the genetic material is inside the yolk, um, you know, you have to have a lot of sperm in order to find the right spot. And all of those sperm actually have to, um, they have to use a, a little enzyme at the tip of the uh, sperm called the acrosome. And that acrosome connects with the vitellin membrane. It kind of burrows through. It's a little enzyme that burrows through. And if that sperm has been accurately located itself right over the genetic material, then it injects its, its 
all the sperm are going to inject their genetic material into the yolk um, itself. Hopefully, one of those sperm is going to have, you know, placed itself correctly right over the blaster disc. But um, the vitellin membrane is is designed to protect. It's yet another layer of protection so that those enzymes and the pH difference from the albumin don't affect genetic material that's located inside the yolk itself. Um, we've talked about the percentages. Um, you know, the, the remainder of the total weight of the egg falls in with the, the yolk. And lots of people like a bright yellow or, or orangey-colored yolk. And, of course, we all know that depends on the hen's diet. If they eat lots of yellow-orange pigment called xanthophils, then they get deposited in the egg yolk. Um, xanthophils are uh, in a group of carotenoids or antioxidants. And um, if you break that down into uh, more detailed carotenoids, they are lutein and zeaxanthin. Um, they're both yellow-orange plant pigments. Um, they're antioxidants. They reduce the risk of cataracts, macular degeneration. Um, so if you're older, that's something for you to consider if that's something you're facing. Um, lutein and zeaxanthin accumulate in your eye's lens and in the um, macular region of the retina. So, you know, protects the eye from damage due to oxidation. Um, looking at dark green leafy vegetables, or in the case of your flock, possibly your lawn, um, hopefully you don't treat your lawn, or maybe your chickens have access to, um, you know, packaged um, green material, or you give them, like say in the summer, you give them corn from your garden, you know, those levels are going to, you know, spinach, kale, they're going to be absorbed. Those carotenoids are going to be absorbed um, and go into the egg yolk. Um, you know, if you give them alfalfa meal, if you give them corn gluten meal, if you give them dried algae meal, marigold petals, those are all going to really darken your egg yolks. If you take those things away, you're going to see a change in lightening of the egg yolk. Um, so the recommendation for daily consumption of these carotenoids haven't been determined for either, you know, the chickens or humans, but it's just kind of neat to be able to talk about the specifics of what makes those, those xanthophils um, brighten up or dark or lighten up, depending on how much those egg yolks. Um, if you give a colorless diet, like you take white cornmeal, you're going to get an almost colorless yolk. If you feed um, peppers, like a um, red peppers, and um, chickens aren't really affected by peppers, hardly at all. So they they'll readily eat um, like say paprika or if you've got a whole bunch of bell peppers and or or other red colored peppers and you kind of make it into a slurry the chickens will eat that and that'll turn their yolks um, really reddish orange almost red so you can play around with that um, and don't stress out if your chickens eat your marigold petals it's not a big deal. Uh, if you end up with an egg that you're going to prepare for hard cooking, deviled eggs, some people don't want that greenish ring that occurs right around the egg yolk where it meets up with the egg white. Um, so if you're hard cooking your eggs, um, and you can end up with that greenish ring because the sulfur and the iron compacts, compounds um, in the egg are reacting on the surface of the egg yolk. Um, you can heat those eggs up, but then plunge them right away into ice water, and you may be able to ward off that greenish ring. That's if you want perfectly colored 
egg whites with no no greenish color or green gray color um, inhibiting you. Something else that can affect that is if you've got a lot of iron in your cooking water um, or if you cook eggs for too long at too high a temperature, you can get that ring. So basically it's another artifact of working with an egg yolk. Um, It's not going to affect the nutritional value of the egg at all. It's more of an appearance thing. And so some people, they don't like it. They don't want to see it. Um, If you're going to do, you know, sometimes if you're doing a big, huge batch of, like, say, scrambled eggs, they'll kind of turn a greenish color. Um, It happens. The green color is because maybe you're using a, 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 the heat is causing a, a chemical reaction in the eggs, iron, and sulfur. Um, and you're using maybe too high of a temperature or holding them for too long or combinations thereof. Um, if this happens regularly, uh, stainless steel equipment, low cooking temperature, um, use small batches, serve them as soon as fa- possible, try not to hold them for you know pe- long periods of time. Those are all things to help you avoid those situations. Um, the other thing I was going to talk about, um, and that's called greening, by the way, that that greening that you get around the yolk or or in large batches. Um, so these are all just con- things to consider about uh, appreciating the egg that your hens give you and breaking it down into to little parts. We talked about the different um, essential vitamins and minerals. Technically, there are 13 of them. The ones that you really want to pay attention to are choline and selenium. Um, eggs are a good source of riboflavin, vitamin D, and phosphorus. The rest they're they're there um you can get eggs that um have been nutrient enhanced uh, you're going to pay a little bit more for those eggs just so that you're aware um you know like omega-3 fatty acids um those if the, if you want to to go ahead and get them great you, you know you don't have to have that uh, let's see. I think one of the last things I'm going to talk about as far as your eggs is, um, you know, cholesterol. We are still, as the poultry industry is still reeling from that 1980s um, study that said, cholesterol in eggs is going to get you. Well, that study has been redone so many times and proven wrong so many times technically cholesterol that's going to get you is really a genetic thing one large egg contains 186 milligrams of cholesterol you need cholesterol in order to have normal cellular function. You can either get it from your diet or you can make it yourself. So cholesterol, you're not going to be able to cut it out entirely. You need it. Um, You need it for your nerve fibers. You need it to produce vitamin D. Um, It's required for the actual structure of your cell walls. So you need cholesterol. And it's a building block for many of the hormones that course through our bodies on a daily basis. So dietary cholesterol, it's found in all foods from animals. It does not automatically raise your blood cholesterol level. Um, Because you're eating cholesterol in your diet, usually your body goes and turns down the cholesterol it produces in the liver um, by either, you know, excreting more of it um, or absorbing less of it. So, Elevated blood cholesterol don't necessarily increase your risk of heart disease. Um, doesn't mean you shouldn't check it and monitor it as we age, our bodies change. But I kind of wanted to present a, 
a more factual, balanced view of cholesterol than, oh, we're all going to die because, you know, eating eggs is bad. Cholesterol is bad. Um, you need it. Cholesterol is needed for your body to work. So, Andy, I think I'll leave it there. Did, did any questions pop up or do you have any questions for me? Not that I can think of. I was thinking about writing some down. I think you covered everything. I had my parts of an egg diagram up on my laptop as we were going through everything, so I was following along and uh, looking at all of that. And um, the, yeah, the the color on the shell, cracking the shell, looking at how you know deep it goes through the shell. The the nifty gadget we had when we were over at the 4-H in Auburn or Alabama, where you were measuring the thickness of the shell and the height of the egg and the different colors of the um, uh, the, the yolk based on maybe what they're eating. I know a lot of folks, a lot of feed companies will do tests and they've, they've added like great, like blue food coloring to their pellets to see how fast, uh, when the next egg, you know, how fast it can actually affect the color, uh, of the yolk or red or green and different colors or like that. Experiment to see. <laughs> or if it does exactly. So, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of, it's, it's, it's really fascinating. And, um, uh, by far the majority Chicken of folks. Chicken science in is the cool. Back. It's cool. It is. It's, it's cool and fascinating, and um, <laughs> it's uh, uh, you know the majority. I like it because the majority of people. Um, if you do a survey today, you know, why do you keep backyard chickens? Well, the number one answer is eggs. Number two seems to be pets. And, you know, meat falls down there a little later because you always have the composting and insect control, blah, blah, blah. And um, but, but eggs is always number one. So we always try to do a show on eggs a couple of times a year, people to tune into uh, because they're enjoying their eggs. But, uh, they, you know, we want them to know about when they crack that open, what all about the egg because that's the number one reason why most backyarders um, keep backyard chickens. So it isn't, it's a cool topic. It's an important topic, topic and one we try to cover a couple times a year here. So thanks for doing a good job today with that. And um, we'll see you back here in a couple of weeks. I know Dr. Pateski will be here next Thursday, everybody. Don't have a topic yet for that. And then um, Dr. McCray will be back the week after that. She normally is on the first and third Thursdays, and sometimes she fills in if there's a fifth uh, Thursday um, in the month that she'll uh, step up and and, uh, come on the show. So we thank her for that. But go find your phone. (laughs) Yeah, I need to do that. Go find your phone. Hopefully the person that was calling uh, me earlier was calling to tell me they found it. (laughs) hopefully so well uh yeah go find your phone have a great weekend and we'll see you back here in a couple of weeks you take care of yourself thank you andy bye-bye bye-bye yeah it's going to wrap up another great episode thank you very much dr mccray for uh, educating us all about parts of an egg today and again like i said dr pateski is a poultry veterinarian and epidemiologist um, out at UC Davis, he'll be here uh, next week at this time, and we'll have another awesome topic about keeping your backyard chickens healthy. Hey, you can go over to Amazon right now and pre-order Chicken Fact or Chicken Poop, and um, that should be out hopefully before Christmas unless we run into some snags. And, uh, oh, wait a minute, long-time listeners, long-time listeners, did I just say Christmas? <laughs> Bye. Bye.
Yeah, you longtime listeners <laughs> know that that was the secret word, and it always has been the secret word. And whenever you say the secret word, then you get um, serenaded by uh, my personal flock of singers. And um, so there you have it. So, yeah, hopefully the book will be out by, yeah, then. Because <laughs> if I say it again, i got to play another song. Um, and so you can order it for that chicken lover in your life. It's their pre-order on Amazon. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next week right here on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by my good friends over at Calm Buck Feeds. Calm Buck. Calm Buck. Buck. Calm Buck. Calm Buck. From our family to yours, feed your chickens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Visit our website at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H feeds.com. Or order today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer.